Justin Arcan and Tom King. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us here on this, uh, well, crappy afternoon. It's a sunny day in Tebow land. Come on. Tom King land. I didn't know Tom King land and Tebow land resembled oh, each same. other so closely. Oh, yeah. Well, Tebow's a closet dreary guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Celtics last night, Tom, I want to get into a little bit. Because they did beat the, well, <laughs> the Heat. Yeah. Everyone's beating the Heat. Here's what I saw. If I wanted to go in for a layup, I would have been able to do it. Yeah. Yep. Didn't you think that? You do whatever they want. He had no defense inside. Nothing. They have one of the best shot blockers in the league. I know. When, in the, white side. The, the paint was empty. Mm. They were able to do white side, you know, was flying through the air after the play. Yeah. They, they were able to do whatever they wanted to inside without Horford. Without Horford, they were able to get right. inside. Well, when you have an intimidating presence like Tyler Zeller clogging up the middle. uh, That's just it. I think he's getting skinnier. Maybe. You know, like, I think he's getting thinner, and I thought he was already the thinnest basketball player I've ever seen. Just like me, right? Since, you know, I don't know. Who's the skinniest basketball player you can think of? Oh, there's been a lot of them. Manute Ball, who's pretty skinny. He Manute was, Ball, I mean, he was seven foot seven. So yeah, like, but he was a ski, He was really skinny. Garnett was kind of skinny when he came into the league. Yeah, he wasn't very big, you know. Like that his changed. shoulders weren't big. He got bigger, but yeah, yeah. Uh, at first he was. Um, hmm. Oh, there's been a couple of them that I've said, "What are you doing in this league?" <laughs> you know, because they were twigs. Yeah, uh, I have to. I have to. I'll tell you what, Przingis is skinny. Was skinny. He's bulked up. He's he, got he, he was skinny when he came in. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of who else. Been some other year. A lot of Europeans, you know. Yeah, they're not really big in terms of bustle. Remember Tayshawn Prince? Yeah. He was a skinny Yeah, dude. he was, yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. I said, why? Celtics beat the Heat yeah, last night. They were able to go inside. They went inside. Uh, they really took it to Miami in the first half. Miami only scored 31 points combined in the first half. And then in the third quarter, they scored 42 points. They came out really hot in the second half of that game. Miami did. And the Celtics withstood it. Didn't play particularly impressive defense, but Miami was just hitting all sorts of shots. And they withstood that and and held on for the win. During their comeback, Miami's comeback in the third quarter, and partially in the fourth, too, because they were down, I think, 10 at one point in the fourth, they started hacking Marcus Smart. They wait until they got the ball over half court, and they just go and and foul him. And that led to Goran Dragic, you know, fouling him a little too hard. And Smart shoved them and ended up getting the flagrant, and that was it. So there was that. There was another technical foul from before when he hit Whiteside, and he wasn't good from the line. He shot nine free throws, hit five of them. And after the game, they were talking to him, and Abby Chin asked him, you know, what, what was that about? And he said, well, I don't know what I did. Uh, the ref's getting in my face, no explanation. I didn't say anything to him. I'm just getting teed up. I'm getting flagrant, all him? this stuff. Yeah. All right. There but you then go. there was one point where he sort of was asking for an explanation, and they gave him a technical foul. No, well, refs do that. Marcus Smart has not earned himself any anything other than this reputation, though. I mean, Marcus Smart's one of the biggest floppers in the league. Right, he's a flopper, but what what's the reputation if I, as far as him and free throws go? He's I, not a good free throw. I didn't shooter. think he was that bad. He's a seventy-one, a career seventy-one percent free throw shooter yeah, this year so far. That's he's not good. Fifty-five percent so far this year. He's been awful from the line. Ooh, so teams In fact, he was going to do that. There's yeah. a stat called uh, pure shooting uh, yep. percentage, and it's when you average your free throw, uh, free throw, field goal, and three point percentages. When you average all of those, uh, Marcus Smart's at forty-four percent, and there's only been nine players since uh, nineteen eighty. Who have taken? Who have averaged ten shots a game, and averaged less than forty-five combined, mm-hmm. and that's that's bad. I mean, that's just that's not being able to shoot at, at any level. How I mean, can he you can't, not hit a free? Th- I, I don't understand that. Fifty-five percent from the How line. Can he be a guard and not shoot free throws? I don't know. You but know? it didn't really work, 
and I don't think it's gonna necessarily be one of those strategies that players keep trying. But and, and as oh. as much as well, I don't know because Ooh. you have to assume if his career average is seventy one percent and right now he's shooting at a fifty five percent he'll be better and get back to his average, right? I mean, isn't that... Yeah, but his average will still give you the ball back, you know? It, with, with maybe one point but out of two. But he'd have to go better than his average to get it up to 71, see? Right, yeah, I know it. Yeah, so if he's why... shooting it at 86%, that's fine. Everyone's it's, fine with that. See, I don't think that's Everyone's gonna... fine with him shooting 75%, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I bet it's going to... Con- 55%, you can't do. I bet it's going to continue. If you're Might. shooting that bad, why not? You know, late in games. I would do it early on. I'd do it late. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I would continue it. That's something they got to look at. And that sort of combined with his, mm, I don't want to say temper, but <clears throat> he is a bit of a hothead. See that that may take him off the floor in the last five minutes of a game. Yeah, because a a he's going to get hacked. He's not going to like it. He's going to retaliate. Refs are going re, to, you know, now Mark is smart. Is starting to earn himself a reputation. He already had started to do, but that, I mean, I with refs, they're not going to get like you say. They're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, and they're going to look for it. You know, and that's mm-hmm. not you know. If you're the Celtics, and that's, that's what happens you when you flop around and check your face to make sure your teeth yeah. are all there. When they look at the replay and no one even touched you, right, right. You know, I mean, what's the ref supposed to do? You can't, you can't keep getting fooled like that. They look at those plays after the games. They look and say, is that foul right? And they, they'll look and see that he didn't get touched. And he's writhing around on the ground, you know, checking himself for blood. And he's not Dwayne Wade. He's not LeBron James. He's not Reggie Miller. He's not any of these other guys who have been doing those things for years. Those guys are all superstars. Marcus Smart is a decent player. I have a solution. That's it. I have a solution. What? I think he should go to Tim Tebow for guidance. I think he should, too. Yep, I, I think, think so. it would really help I everyone. Think it would help Thank him. you so much. God bless you. I think it would help him immensely. Um. The other thing is that you just talked about an important distinction, and that's well, you got to take him off the court because mm-hmm. he'll you be, don't want to take your best defense, free throws. You want to take your best defensive player, yeah, off cl- the court in a in close clutch, game in, in, in crunch time. I know that's the problem in a close game against mm-hmm. I don't know the Warriors against Kyrie Irving in the in the Cavs against the Raptors and Demar Derozan, any of these teams, and their best players. I want Marcus Smart guarding that guy. Almost every single time. All the time. I wanted Marcus Smart on Paul Millsap in the playoffs last year when he's guarding a power forward who's about a foot taller than yeah, him. Yeah. He's the guy. He's it. But you can't have him out there. And he sort of had this problem with Rondo, too. They hacked Rondo a little bit. I mean, he was he was a worse free throw shooter than Smart. He was a career 56 percenter. At least Smart's, you know, shooting under his career averages. This would be a good year for Rondo. And really, I mean, if you look at it, the Celtics as a team, outside of Isaiah Thomas, don't get to the line very much, period. None of them do. You know, because who really attacks the basket? Avery Bradley's a spot-up shooter. He's not really a drive kind of guy. Marcus Smart doesn't get calls. Uh, Jay Crowder, not really a guy who slashes. Uh, Jalen Brown still sort of learning his way. There's nobody you really think about, you know, and that's that's an important part of this. In, in playoff games, too, you got to get to the free throw line. And when you get there, you got to make the shots. And outside of Thomas and Smart, this team doesn't really do that, and one of those guys can't shoot free throws. No. So then get away with it against Miami. They won't get a- away with it against, say, Atlanta or, you know, San Toronto. Antonio, Toronto, some of those teams that are, that are uh, you know, contenders, mm. you know. But, boy, the heat of uh, how the mighty have fallen. They huh? stink. Boy, jeez. Uh, Orange Pat- Dragic yeah, out there. Yeah, what's Pat Riley got up his sleeve now? He's yeah. gonna have to have. He's gonna have to come up with something, you know, because he's gonna lose. You know, Isaiah Thomas is averaging nine free throws a game. Marcus Smart is averaging two free throws a game. Avery Bradley is averaging one and a half. Kelly Olynyk one and a third. Rosier, That's not good. One and two thirds. Crowder one and two. Those thirds. are free throws a game. Zeller one and two thirds. Free throw attempts your per guards, game. Your guards. Your guards. Okay. Auto average, I would say, four to five attempts every game. There is not one Celtic that is averaging, other than Isaiah Thomas, who is averaging over 1.1 free throws made per game made, on this roster. Made or attempted? Made. One what po- are the attempts? 1.1. 1. 1. I just gave you the attempts. Yeah, those, Nine, those, so those were the attempts that you read off. Yeah, right. 9.1 for Thomas. He's shooting 88% from the Right, from the and, why, and why is that? What does he do? He drives to the basket. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
But, I mean, after that, Marcus Smart's next with 2.1. Jalen Brown, 1.6. Avery Bradley, 1.5. No one else is over 1.3. And in terms of made, outside of Thomas, no one's over 1.1 free throws made per game. Mm-mm. You can't win games like that. can't win like games that. like that. No, you got to shoot free throws. Boy, I'd foul this team all the time. <laughs> Seriously. Good. But you don't need to. Uh, my Lord. That's not good. You can beat him without fouling him, obviously. Gosh. Horford? Horford's averaging less than one free throw made per game. Not that he's, you know, your average Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley sort of. No, he's not that type of big man. No. No. But not even one? But I'll tell you what. Not even one for per me game? La- for me last night. Yikes. For me last night, it was ironic to see the Celtics drive and have their way underneath the basket and drive down the lane untouched half the time or, mm. or, you know, against a Pat Riley run team. Even though he doesn't coach it, he runs it. You know, because that never would have happened with Riley on the bench when he was a Nick, Nick's head coach. And in his early years with Miami. Oh, my God, you get mauled. Mm. You get mauled. Yeah. They never gave up a free layup. Never. How's Avery Bradley averaging eight rebounds a game? And only one and a half free throws. Yeah, that's just it. If you're going to the boards that much, you've got to have contact, right? You've got to. You'd think, right? Yeah, you've got to. Eight rebounds a game and 1.5 free throws attempted. What? That doesn't even make sense. Not at all. Three pointers attempted? You want to see where maybe the problem lies here? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas averaging three or seven threes a game. Yep. Okay. Avery Bradley five point two. Crowder five one. Smart four nine. Yeah, Olenek three five. They all shoot three. Horford three four. Rosier two four. Uh, Gerald Green two four. Jerebko one six. Jerebko, by the way, averages less than a half a free throw attempted per game. <laughs> These guys are chuckers, and they're not good at it. No. I mean, as a team, they're thirty six percent from from three. And 77% from the free throw line. It's a bad shooting team. That's it. 45% field goal, 36% three-pointer, and 77% from the line. Ugh. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, no. That sucks. That's not what you want. You know, it's not. No. God, no. So they'll take a look at that. I mean, no, they're not. They they know those numbers, you know. They're aware of it. Mm-hmm. What I liked about last night's game is, is a lot of different guys, you know, scored. A lot yeah. of different guys contributed. Kelly Olynyk had a great game off the bench. Fourteen points, six rebounds, that. four boards. He's yeah. out there like Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, because no one was patrolling the paint for Miami. That's why they don't have anybody doing it. It's true. You know, like I said, you and I could have had layups and you could have dunked. I would have had a layup. Yeah, I could have dunked. Yeah, you could dunk. Yeah, you're tall enough. I dunked a tennis ball in uh, high school once. I dunked here, and then we had a little hoop up over the closet door. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, basically. Too bad we didn't have Periscope for that. (laughs) That's true. That is a shame. (laughs) We should get another hoop back in here. I know, really. For purposes of our our Periscope. I know. We could play horse. We could do lots of things. Oh, all sorts of stuff. Set it up right over there. That wouldn't be on camera, though. I was shooting from here, from this this chair. Yeah, I know what you were doing. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it. You know, I, had to, I had to collect rain- all, those, all those rebounds. It was raining threes, you know. <laughs> Bastinelli would try to block me. He couldn't do it. You shot the I lights out because your shots hit the actual Hit the actual light, 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 right? Um, yeah. All right. We got to take a break. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Uh, Celtics 10-7. and 7. They're in second place in the Atlantic Division. Only a game behind the Toronto Raptors which I don't know if that tells you more about the East, if it tells you that it's way too early to care or what it is exactly. But, you know, they're, they're in fourth place overall in the Eastern Conference, tied with the Hornets, with the Hawks, and with the Bulls, basically. Yeah, I think, I think it's just like last year. You're, yeah, you're 10-7. and seven, You're off to a, you know, all right, you're okay. You're three games over 500. You shouldn't go down to 500 again. And, that, and they should stay above 500 and then eventually get some separation. That's how the NBA season works. Yeah, hopefully that's what we see. Uh, looking at the schedule coming up anyway, you have not the toughest schedule, I would say. Detroit on Wednesday, Sacramento on Friday, Philadelphia on December 3rd. On the road. Houston on the, on the 5th, that's on the, on the road, road too. Right. At Orlando, 
and then Friday the ninth against Toronto. Yeah. Now Houston's decent, and um, you certainly can say that uh, Orlando's gotten better. But I think really the the Celtics should win most of those games. Right? I want to see Philly get good again. I really do. I want to see those teams like L.A. I'm you know the Lakers are better, a little bit more relevant this year. I'm wrong, by the way. Orlando sucks. They're you know, six and eleven. You know, I thought yeah. they got better this year. No, I know it. It's Serge Ibaka. I thought maybe. You know, I, I know. Um, and I just want to see teams get a little bit. You know, some of the main. Like I said, well, I said Philly could get a lot better. You know, a little yeah. bit better. They're four and fourteen this year. I know. That's just it. You know, I want to see them get. I want. I mean, talk about the end of the year. You know, I want to see. You know, I want. I'm talking about the final record. I want to see Philly become a contender again. Not a title contender, but at least a playoff contender. Okay. I'd like to see him win, you, you know, know, 22 games. I know. Maybe. That would be that would What did they win last year? How bad was it? Last year, I it think. It got really bad. I think I mean, it was in the teens. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Last year. No, it wasn't even in the teens. They won 10 games last year. Yeah, they won 10, 10 and 72. Games. And I remember the night the team that won, was it The nine? Lakers, by comparison, won 17 games. Yeah, what was it with the and Knicks? And Kobe Bryant was popping bottles in the line. That was what the Knicks did two years ago. Uh, yeah, the Knicks last year won 32 right. games. Oh, they're much better without Brian. But right. they were still the third worst team in the East. Uh, we're going to take a break. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. It's Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. The salary cap is going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be 10 times worse than what it is this year. So, yes, that contract was 15 a year, 15 and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's 20 a year because of where the salary cap's going. All right. Numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene, are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple years. And a lot of outrageous, and we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk, everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Stelchik with Elise Jolly from Merrimack High School. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your activities at school? I am a part of the Merrimack Volleyball Athletic. I'm on the swim team and the track and field team in the spring. I do student council. What would you say the swim, lacrosse, basketball, track and field have in common? Anything? <laughs> the team atmosphere experiences you have with each team within and the sport you find between the team. What is it like to know that you're leaving your school, that you've been so involved in with your friends and all your activities, to know that you're going to be leaving that. Are you excited or are you nervous? Like it's exciting to see what else the world has to offer and what else is out there. But at the same time, having to like leave your comfort zone and throwing yourself out there is a little nerve-wracking because you feel so much and like I'm going to be different to like... Elise, where are you looking at going to school? Playing volleyball at the University of Delaware in New York, so I'm really excited to be down there. I'm looking at maybe doing something on like biology and the biological sciences and and who would you say has influenced you the most in your academics i would say that my siblings i have both worlds of siblings and one of them my brother james has definitely led me to be who i am today um and tammy lambro because she has been there for me for the past five years that was elise jolly apple therapy student athlete of the month for october nominate your son or daughter sign up now at espnnhradio.com with six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. You can win tickets for the big Monday night game against Baltimore just by watching the Pats take on the L.A. Rams with ESPN New Hampshire and Bud Light. This is Pete Terrier inviting you to join me and Lindsay the Bud Light Girl for an ESPN New Hampshire Patriots viewing party at the Halligan Tavern in downtown Derry. We'll have lots of prizes and giveaways, and someone watching the Pats and Rams with us at the Halligan Tavern on Sunday will win a pair of tickets to the next New England home game on Monday night, December 12th. The Halligan Tavern, 32 West Broadway, or Route 102 in downtown Derry. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. 
Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit divineflooring.com. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, Control, I'm kind of bored. I I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. All right, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Just gets longer and longer. ESPN New Hampshire. I chewed Days as fast as I could. getting shorter and shorter, too. I you know. chewed as fast as I could. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I did. Okay. It's an apple. It takes a long time to chew it. Okay. It's not the gargantuan lunch that you got over there. <laughs> no, it isn't. Mm. Um, I was just uh, looking on Twitter and saw a pretty funny statistic. In their last two head-to-head meetings... Bill Belichick's Patriots have outscored Jeff Fisher-led teams by a combined score of 104-7. to Yeah, I know why. Because Bill Belichick is no. dominates Jeff Fisher? There was a, yeah, uh, what, there was a game, it actually snowed um, in October in Foxborough about five or six years ago. And it was a regular season game, and I believe the Patriots won that game 59 to nothing, something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm close with that score. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It was bad enough that it snowed in October. It was like October 17th and down there at, at Foxborough. It didn't happen up here. There was no snow on the ground when I got back that night. But I had, you know, I had to clean, I didn't have anything in my car to clean off of the snow. You know? This was 09? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It was 09. October Seven years 18th, ago. 2009. 59 nothing? Was that close? 59 nothing. How and about they, that? What get... a memory for an old man, very, huh? Very good. That's not bad. And they didn't even score in the fourth quarter. They scored 35 points in yep. the second quarter. No, it was, it was, you know, and no one had an inkling that the Patriots had the problems that they had, mm-hmm. partly because of that game. Yeah. That was the year they had. That was the year of the you know, Belichick said, I can't get this team to play the way I want. You know, he got him to play how he wanted in that one. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Yeah. No, that he, was got, a, he got him going right pretty yeah. well in that one. That 59 spelled, to nothing. That's a pretty good I one. I believe there. that was Fisher's last year in Tennessee. Mm. I think that was, you know, he had nothing. I think, um, uh, I want to say, uh, who's the quarterback that? that uh, Kerry Collins? No. Was Collins was the quarterback of that team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think uh, his other quarterback had, had well, he wasn't playing at the time. Who was the Who was the quarterback that uh, McNair? McNair oh, had retired. Yeah. I think he had retired or had left, and they they were never able to replace him. Mm. And I believe by that time he had passed away too. 
So now, 09, I think he was with the Ravens. McNair, oh, no, McNair was with the Ravens. He went to the Ravens after the Titans. He did. He was I think he died in 2012, I want to say. No, he died earlier than that. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, you're right. He did die in 09. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he dead. died that summer. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, Boy, before man. that season started. Memory's, like Memory's on point. Yeah. Uh, it is. I thought that was, I don't know why. I thought there was more recent. No. He was the Ravens quarterback. Seven, seven years he ago. He was the Ravens game. quarterback mm. in in the in the playoffs of 2007, if I'm not mistaken. He had he had coached them, or no, he had quarterbacked them to a 14-2 and record. Mm. McNair did. But they weren't, they was 14-2, and two, but nobody thought they were that good. Right. And the Colts went into Baltimore and beat them. The same time, the Patriots were in San Diego and beat them. And then the Colts ended up hosting the AFC Championship game, blew away the Patriots. Or not blew away, but rallied from that halftime deficit and went on to win the Super Bowl. Kerry Collins in that game was 2 for 12 for for negative 7 yards. Collins was pretty much done by then. Two fumbles and an interception. Vince Young came in. Yep. And went 0 for 2 for zero yards and an interception. Yeah. He also fumbled. Yeah. And uh, that was the that was the day passing for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I remember that day. Oh, Wowzers. They were 2 of 14 for seven yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Brady that day, 38 of 45, 432 yards, six touchdowns, it no interceptions. It was unbelievable. It was one of the easiest games, I think, that any team in the NFL has ever had. 619 total yards to 186 for there are the there play. are two games Tennessee fumbled six times oh, God. Oh, <laughs> turned it over five times awful <laughs> wow awful that's that's maybe one of the biggest ass whoopings there's ever been and I think the next time Fisher went against Bell he was the Rams coach he wasn't the the Titans coach so okay so let's just do the math then if it was uh 59 to nothing and what we say? What we saying that the total is? Hold on, I'm trying to. No, I just lost the tweet. Forty something, ninety something, or a hundred something. No, it was over a hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah. Uh, hundred and four to seven. All right, so fifty nine. Uh, Forty five to seven. Forty five seven. Yeah, it had to be. When did they they played the played the Rams four years ago? And beat them forty five to seven. Yeah, when they were in St. Louis. Yeah. When they were in St. Louis, it would have been a Sunday. Afternoon, 2012. Yeah, it wasn't here. I think yep, it was, there it it was is. in St. Louis, right? Was it on the road? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, in St. it was. Louis. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's have a look at this one. I think we'll probably find something uh, something interesting there. I'm throwing out who the quarterback would be for the Rams back then. Hmm. This Nobody's... was a, this was a London game. Oh yes, yes it was. Yeah. Ah uh, yes, yep. and Sam Bradford yep. was the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady in this game in London was 23 of 35 for 304 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. Sam Bradford was 22 of 30, 205 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Yeah. So it certainly wasn't the 59 nothing game, but it might as well yeah, have been. Well, yeah, they won it kind of late. <clears throat> they, I think they were going away. There were two games that I remember. One I was at, one I was not. Mm-hmm. I was ill in 2010. I wasn't able to cover this one, but they were playing the, I don't know, maybe it was... The year that I was off the beat, I'm not sure. What was one of those years? They were playing the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. and it was the year Arizona actually went to the Super Bowl. 2007 was it? Yeah, somewhere around there. And it was the year they played the, the Steelers. <coughs> and you're right. Yeah, choking my own on your own terrible yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> and Arizona, it was in December. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't have much to play for. They weren't that great, but they were a team that was going to win their division. That was 08. It was 2009, technically, but that was the 08 season. Okay. That was the year before. All right, that was, so that's why the reason. The year I, before the Jeff Fisher. Yeah, the reason game, I wasn't yeah. there was that we were off to beat that for that one year. Mm-hmm. We didn't do Boston stuff. And um, so they blew them away in a snowstorm. I mean, Arizona simply did not want to be there. It yeah. was clear. I never saw a team. I remember that game. I never saw a team just completely show a lack of interest in being at a game yeah. than that one. It was abysmal. <laughs> and they 
go on and they go to the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? Leaving that day, it was that day, I don't know what it was, fifty something to three or something. I don't know what. The, see, I don't know the score of that one because I wasn't there. So I watched some of it and then I said, oh, "That's enough of this." That game. That was brutal. Uh, forty-seven to seven. Okay, was All the right. final score yeah, of that? Like, game. Yeah, and it, it seemed like it was a hundred and forty-seven to seven. Yeah. In uh, in New England. Yeah, it was, a, and it was a snowstorm. It was a snowy day. That Patriots was... came into the fourth quarter of this one leading forty-four to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was thirty-one nothing at the half, and then they scored thirteen points in the third. Yep. It was forty-one nothing going into the third quarter. Yep. No, sorry, forty-four nothing going into the fourth quarter. Yep. My word. Oh. And you know who scored the first two touchdowns rushing? Oh, man, I'd love to hear you get this one, Tom King. Who was the running back that scored the first two touchdowns of that game for the New England Patriots? Oh, for the New England Patriots. So what year was this? 2008? 2008. December 21st, 2008. The running back. And I'll just t- I'll tell you this. It was not Kevin Falk. Uh, it wasn't Maroney, right? It was not Maroney. Oh, okay. It uh. was not Sammy Morris. It was not Sammy Morris. Nope. It was also not Heath Evans. Oh, man. See, I wasn't down there then. So, uh, yeah, you got me. How about former New York Jet Lamont Jordan? I never would have gotten that. Lamont Jordan. (laughs) Scored two touchdowns touchdowns in that game. I totally forgot he even played for the Patriots. Uh, There's a lot of running backs they brought in. You know, Fred Mm. Taylor played for him once. Yep, yep, yep. There's another one. There's another veteran back that played for him. I forget who it was. Yeah, they've had a ton This of is them. the Matt Castle year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was, a, and, and it was. You didn't make it. And they bitch slapped the team that went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, they killed them. You know, <laughs> the NFC team. Yeah. Yep. Blew them away. Uh, the forty-five to seven game against the Rams uh, was the a the uh, at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, the one in the game. Yeah, that was the only time I think they've gone to one. The Rams actually scored first in that game. Uh, Chris Givens caught a pass from Sam Bradford. And then the Patriots answered back when this unusual wide receiver caught a 19-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady. Tom King, who am I talking about? What year was this now, we're saying? This is... 2012? 2012. 2012. Unusual wide receiver? Unusual wide receiver. 2012. Wasn't your special teams captain now, was it? No. No. Okay. Unusual personality wide receiver. Oh. Chad Johnson. Nope. No. More unusual. More unusual than him? Yes. More 20... enigmatic. Less uh, talkative. Wanted oh, to be a musician. Oh, oh, oh. Played for the Niners. Put up really good numbers, but couldn't stick around with the team year after year. Had that one picture of him catching the ball, smiling while laid out. Uh, the name escapes me, but I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. Brandon Lloyd. Yeah, Brandon you're Lloyd. looking for yeah, Brandon yes, Lloyd. For Brandon Lloyd, who was one, he of, had the, two touchdowns in one that of the game. strangest guys ever to play in a football game. What was so weird about him? He just could not get along with anybody wherever he went. I know. Nowhere. Nowhere. And he played everywhere. He played with he was, the Rams, too. He I think. was good. Yeah, he was in the Rams, the Redskins. Uh, was a talent. The Broncos was a talent. Niners, but everybody knew at the end of that year. Played for the Bears. He had, I think, sixty catches for the Patriots that season. Somewhere. I don't think. He, I don't think he played for the Rams. Oh no, no he did play for the Rams at the very oh, yeah, end. You're no, right. He did, he did. absolutely. He did. They, they got him from the Rams. They did get him from the Rams. Yeah. Uh, he was traded from the Broncos to the Rams. I think in season. Yes. And then the Patriots got him as a free agent. He didn't play anywhere in 2013, and then he finished with the uh, Niners in 2014. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's a that is a you know long career. I mean, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year career. Yep. And he was on one, two, three, four, five, six different teams in twelve years. <laughs> he, just, he just Brandon Lloyd. That's crazy. Brandon Lloyd was just he did a lot of interviews, a lot of press, a lot. Of, remember times around his locker, and then he went up to the podium a few times. He was mm-hmm. just. Just a strange guy. Really was. And everybody knew at the end of that season that they were going to keep him. Mm. You know? And we were all scratching our heads. What's wrong? Because he could, he's got the talent and he could catch the ball. Pro bowler. Yeah. I forget what year, but he was a pro bowler. The one with them. 
Uh, I think it was with the Broncos. He had one season. He had 1,400 yards. Yeah. Wasn't he good under, under McDaniels? 2010 with the when Broncos. McDaniels was coaching the Broncos, wasn't he good He had good 77 then? receptions for 1448 and 11 touchdowns. Yeah, see, here's the thing. He came. That's nasty. He, That's here's, like why he, here's why they got him. Yeah. McDaniels had him in Denver, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he had him in St. Louis because McDaniels was the offensive coordinator. Right. And that's why they got him. Yeah. McDaniels is responsible for getting Tim Tebow and Brandon Lloyd. How do you think McDaniels will do as the head coach in charge after Belichick leaves? It's going to be an interesting team. Uh, 603-883-9900, your phone number. Get Manziel remember, in there. Remember those names. Yeah, Manti Teo, maybe. Oh, God. Get everybody. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King. T-shirts, hoodies, and more are now available at ESPNNHradio.com. Get your gear today. I'm Cole Wright with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. November football wrapped up on Monday night with the Packers finally snapping that four-game losing skid as they topped the Eagles 27-13. The Packers wanted to get out to a quick start, and they did. Aaron Rodgers hit Devontae Adams in the end zone in their first two drives. In the meantime, the Eagles, they're in the basement of the NFC East, and they're 2-6 since that hot 3-0 beginning. In other news, Andrew Luck returned to practice Monday. However, he remains in concussion protocol. Head coach Chuck Pagano anticipates number 12 will be back in the lineup against the Jets next Monday. And speaking of that matchup, Todd Bowles confirming he is sticking with Ryan Fitzpatrick as his play caller following their loss to the Patriots. Fitzpatrick was more Fitzmagic than Fitztragic Sunday with a QB rating over 100. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Don't keep your favorite memories buried in the basement. With everyone gathered for the holidays, now is the perfect time to send those old photos, cassettes, and home videos to Legacy Box, where we transfer your cherished memories to DVD or thumb drive and send them back to you in digital form, ready to watch, share, and relive. Order today to get your Legacy Box by Christmas and save 40% off your order when you go to LegacyBox.com go. Get 40% off today at LegacyBox.com go. Any Jane Doe can tell you that Geico could help you save. But since money talks, we just ask the savings instead. Greetings and sun salutations. I'm Jane's money. And I never knew my self-worth until Jane switched her car insurance at Geico.com. Those 15 minutes built me up to real savings. Geico's been helping customers save money like me for over 75 years. So take that to the bank. And namaste. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15 Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needs to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you know, it's curious how everybody melds together. He has been a league average point guard, essentially. But, as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for soccer fans.
We're back, Station King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. I got a question for you. Shoot. I actually have a question for the Jets. And I have to answer for the Jets? Yeah, you do. Can you get a green cap on? It's good, though. <clears throat> am I Woody Johnson? Am I Todd Bowles? Am I Ryan? Who am I? You're the defensive. I don't know who the defensive coordinator is. <laughs> Whoever the hell that is. Tom Brady was out in front trying to block on Sunday. Yep. On an end around. He didn't touch a soul. Casey Rogers is the defensive coordinator. All right, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> let me go into your neighborhood. It's a beautiful. Let me go into your neighborhood. Hold on. Let me take off my sweater and put on a different sweater. All right. <laughs> take off my shoes where's, and put on different where's shoes. Where's Periscope when you need And it. then let's go to the land of make-believe where Tom King lives I 24-7. Live, are you kidding me? I live in a land of make-believe. That's my home. <laughs> You're my the world. You're the king. Who's the king? Oh, what was his name? In the land of the make-believe with King. Uh, he was like a puppet up in the tree. Yeah, yeah, what was his name? I don't know. King something from the land of make-believe. Oh, that's, that's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, it will be. Anyway, okay, so I'm Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so Mr. Rogers, <laughs> you had Tom Brady running around. Nope, Tom Brady didn't King touch. Friday, King Friday, that's who it was. That was my favorite day. King Friday. Tom Sorry. Brady didn't touch a soul. Right, not anyone. As he's gipping around on one leg. Mm-hmm. All right, it was hilarious watching him try to run. It was. It was also funny watching... LeGarrette Blunt think he was Barry Sanders there turning and changing oh, I direction. Know. I know, but he's done that before. Now, the question I have for Mr. Rogers is, well, Tom Brady didn't touch anybody. Nobody touched him! Right. He got a clean shot at the quarterback who can't run. Mm-hmm. Your players should have taken it. Yeah. Just knock, him, knock the crap out of him. They really should have. Really? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. No one. No one tried it. I mean, I'm not, you know, you don't want to maim somebody, but still, I mean, here's your, he's put himself in the play. So he's, he's fair game. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. I cannot believe. He a clean shot at that him. That not one player from the Jets. Not one. Even touched them. No. I mean, you at least push him over. You do something to try and get to the ball carrier. Are you kidding me? You make it a point to push him over. Brady ran through three guys and no one touched him. No one him. touched him. He couldn't run. And the other thing that was even worse, he couldn't run. What a special friend you are. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling me. You're welcome, Mr. Rogers. Because somebody had to. I'm not in any hurry. <laughs> I would have loved to have been in the Jets' film room this week. I mean, yesterday. They must have crucified some of those defensive players. They could have ended Tom Brady's play. season right there if they wanted to. He was running. In the open field, I mean, he was out there. There were three guys. I'm not saying all three should have hit him, but one of them should have. Maybe it was one of those things like when a pop-up lands in between three outfielders and they're like, you have it, I don't have it, you have it, thunk, and it, it hits the ground. They all assumed the other guy was going to hit Brady, and then Good. no one did. Do it. All three of you hit him. Do well, it. Someone, someone should pursue the ball carrier. Nah, it's blunt. You can let him go. <laughs> but someone should have hit Tom Brady there. Oh, my Lord. The fact that none of them did was one of the jetsiest things I've ever seen. Can you just imagine the Mo Lewis would have hit him. You know that. <laughs> Mo Lewis definitely would have hit him. Oh, uh, my God. Can you imagine? Do you know that being a fan of the New York Jets, and for that split second when Brady had the reverse direction, go around and, and run out there and block for Blunt, can you imagine how, for just a second, how excited Jets fans must have been? <laughs> Holy crap, he's going around. Oh, my God, Brady's leading the way. Get oh, my him. God, he's sur- go. We're going to get. I'm surprised you didn't hear the crowd all in unison yell, get him. You know? He literally danced between three raindrops. He couldn't dance. He hopped. Yeah. And he got right. I mean, it was like. <sighs> he hopped. It was amazing. He turned sideways and sort of went through like a guy trying to get a, to get down a row of seats at the no, ballpark. No, he didn't. He was a... looking for somebody to block. There was nobody around him. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And then when they got up close, he just sort of, excuse me. No one oh, touched him. No one touched him. No one even knocked him on the ground. I believe it. That's amazing. I watched it and I couldn't believe it. They asked Julian Edelman about that on, uh, on EEI yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I understand. You know, it's Brady. He's the best. You don't want to go out there and hit him. And to that, I would say, to that, I would say this. If, if it was <laughs> the Broncos and Peyton Manning was out there and he handed it off to C.J. Anderson or whoever and Anderson Patri- decides to reverse it and go back Patriot the other way. A Patriot would have killed him. And Manning's out there leading the way and the Patriots We're let playing? him just dance through him like that oh, while, the, hel- while be, the running back got a first be down. be held to pay. 
I'd want all three of those players cut from my team. Yeah, they'd be hell to pay. I mean, holy no mackerel. One, no one touched him. There aren't even any live dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mr. Rogers. Oh, God. Can you go to the potty by yourself now? Whoa, whoa. Hey, that is very personal. That's my future, you know. It's a very personal. That's, that's, I'm going to be the next Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Fish can do things oh, people can't do. That's, that's all. That's what, that's what my life is going to come down to. Is hey, that. Tom King. Have yes. you by any chance lost your cat? <laughs> well, good news. Well, I have her. Uh, what's the ransom, Mr. Rogers? Uh, Furry and brown. Uh, God. <laughs> this is unbelievable. What did I do? Oh, Lord. What a special friend you are. Uh. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of special friends on the Jets. I'll tell you that because they let him. They let him skate. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I know. <sighs> Crazy. Yep. Crazy that no one touched them. Definitely. No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, Jets you know, fans. Uh, they, you know, and um, and they, you know what? Like I don't know that. He... And I listened. Here's another thing with the Jets. I don't want to diverse too. They're three and eight. Yeah, here's another. Every other team in the AFC East is over five hundred, except the Jets, and the Jets were ten and six last year. Here's another thing. Here's <laughs> the an, Jets were the second best team in the division. Thing. I mean, they had uh, they had Bowles on uh, ESPN New York yesterday, mm-hmm. because Bowles is now named Ryan Fitzpatrick as his starter for the next the next epic game, right? Which is the Monday night game, and he says he's our starting quarterback, and this is what we're gonna, you know, this that's the way it's gonna be. And of course they're grilling him. I mean, politely, but they're grilling him. I mean, and Todd, you know, he said they said we're going to ask you these. He said that's all right, no, no worries. Mm-hmm. And, and Bowles did a good job, but he still didn't convince anybody. Why? Now I thought Fitzpatrick against the Patriots that was a good move because I thought he gave did give them the best chance to win the game, and he showed that he gave them the best chance to win the mm-hmm. game. But now that you're three and eight, and there's no hope, yeah, and there's nothing left, you know, yeah. And he's go- if he was going to be the quarterback next year, fine. They must really think. And Bowles I was saying a- this before this Patriots game. I know, but Bowles they gave... They were 3-7 but- before that right, game. But they I- acted like this was going to turn their season around. Right, but I still thought that Fitzpatrick should have been the starter for that game. For what? Because I thought that he gave them the best chance to win the game. You want to win the... You play to win the game. So then why have the... You know, then don't play the rookie at all? Keep trying to win when you're three and eight. Is well, it more conducive to lose and get a better draft pick against the Colts? Against the Colts, I don't think it matters who you play. You I don't know? think it matters against the Patriots either. You know, maybe, maybe you know what? Actually, that's it not did, true. Because look, if Patrick gave him the best chance to win, chance to win. he it did. did. And right. That's what you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing it for. But my point is, and Bowles danced around it. He said, "No, this is they. They need more seeds. They needed to. My, you know, and Goff didn't start until now with the Rams. So." My my guess is that those quarterbacks that the Jets have, Hackenberg and, and Petty, mm-hmm. aren't very good. They can't be. No. And that's why he's doing it. I mean, he knows that they stink. Have you ever seen anybody no. play the game <laughs> called soccer? God, I'm telling you. Uh, Do you know what a restaurant is? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Tom does. And you know what? Yeah. I know what a restaurant is. And uh, certain restaurants, I've eaten a one in a while. Restaurants serve a little dish called lobster, and I do believe that we are owed a lobster. And I haven't heard from DJ Dave no, all week. Not a peep. Yeah, yesterday nothing. Today nothing. 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 No, mm. nothing from DJ Dave. I'm not in any hurry. I'm in no. a hurry, Mr. Rogers. I'm in a hurry. I want some. I want some fish. Nothing from DJ Dave. You know. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Yes, I'm just going to feed my fish, and then I'll go out and wait for you. And it was underground. We'll hear from him. He's, he's, you know, he's a classy guy. He'll, he'll, he'll give us a call. You don't know DJ Dave. I know just, DJ. Just Dave. Just from the way he sounds. I know DJ Dave. Oh, I worked he, with the man. Oh, you think he's gonna hide? No, he's fine. Guy. No, that's what I thought. See, right. <laughs> I never made a bet with him before, though. No, me neither. Although I did make a bet with another guy that I worked on that show with, this guy Mike, and uh, he was a big Florida guy. Big fan of you know who. <laughs> the Tebow guy. Thank you so much. God bless you. Oh, no. Was Tebow with, with Florida at the time, or was this No, uh, post- Tebow was with the Jets at oh, the so time. Oh, this was post-Tebow. Okay. And that was the year. No, no, no. Sorry. It was, uh, it was with the Broncos, and it was the year the Patriots beat the Broncos in the playoffs. All right. And we had a bet on that game. Oh, that, that was a blowout. Yeah, I won. It was brutal. Thank you so much. God bless you.
I won by a lot. That was brutal. I was bummed when I saw that Tebow beat the Steelers. I thought the Steelers would come in and at least give us a game to to cover, you know? Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, had that waste was... a Saturday, I had a waste of Saturday night at that slop. That was an absolute Not that I do much on a Saturday night anyway, but, I mean, I had a waste of Saturday night at that slop down there. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was awful football. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number, 883-9900. You can text in here at 845-827-1250. Coming up next hour, we'll reset a little bit. Uh, the Tebow story from uh, Fox and Friends is funny. We'll play some of that audio again for you. Uh, the Rob Gronkowski situation becoming more of a, mm, I don't want to say more of a problem yet. Because I got to sneeze. Gazunte! Thank you very much. I knew it was coming. Yep. And then it happened. You couldn't get a break fast enough. You couldn't get the break fast no, enough. No, that happens. Oh, well. It's over now. See, it's the processed meat. I don't think that's it. You're becoming me. No, I don't think it's so. It's happening. It's processed happening. meat makes you sneeze? It makes you do all sorts of bad things. Yeah, but your your problems don't, you know. <laughs> it's a stretch. If your I'm... biggest problem was just you were sneezing a little bit, you'd be, you'd be a much happier person, I that's think. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um... The uh, Rob Gronkowski situation, Alan Branch and the suspension, uh, when that's going to be heard, if the appeal is going to be heard, or maybe he'll just drop the appeal. That's another ad- angle we hadn't really thought of yet. Maybe you want to just, you know, take this out of the league's if hands. Drop the appeal, the appeal. He'd be back for the last, he would have been back for the last two games of the regular season. Yeah, and he'll play in the playoffs. Right. Drop the appeal right now. Just take your medicine. Yeah. Don't let them screw you over. Right, exactly. And, yeah. well, what if they What if they grant the appeal? Well, you want to well, take that Well, the appeal chance? wouldn't get him off. It would probably just uh, – get it knocked down a couple games. That's probably what he's looking for. I wonder what he's appealing on. Like, what's the, the – the test was bad, that he didn't actually smoke, someone was smoking around he's or something like that. He's hand, right? He's I don't know if that's no, what I think saying. that's what he said. I thought that's what we heard. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I don't know. But they cut him. <laughs> well, I mean, hasn't exactly made it easy on himself. No. You don't do it once or twice. They give you a lot idiots. of chances to they stop. They give you ten. They give you five chances to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And he just he and even if all. you know what, even if you are, if you're on your fourth, you're hanging out with people smoking weed. Get the hell out of there! Yeah, man. No. It's messing with your money. What are you doing? Like, yeah. You know, that's just it. You know, it's just it, 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 why what these guys think and why they just don't value the. The careers that they and if have. you're going to be hanging out with someone who's smoking, you might as well smoke too, so at least you get stoned, and then you're going to fail the test anyway. Why is it just? At least you can say, "Well, at least I got high that one last time." Instead, you're standing around with other guys smoking. I don't buy that. I don't yeah, think it was secondhand that's smoke. Ridiculous. No, I'm just saying that's what he's going to bogus. Probably. I know, total bogus. Yep. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Christian and King. Have you been putting off a home improvement?